When it comes to finding happiness and choosing happiness in your own life, are you going about it all wrong? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm so glad to be with you today. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And I'm picking up today's discussion a little bit with where I left off yesterday. I had made this quick reference to the start and origins of my business, how the brand name choosetohaveitall.com came from the idea that the core belief belief in my business is that happiness is a choice, that we can't control what happens to us. We can only control how we choose to respond to it, that what we do next determines who we are in our character and our quality of life, that our happiness is directly, you know, sort of directly tied to the choices we make. As I was talking to you, my second podcast episode on the topic was instantly brewing in my head. And this is where I wanted to continue the conversation because I think that sometimes we look at happiness a little bit um, too pie in the sky and we don't get tangible about it. We don't get down to the nitty gritty. And one of the things that I found myself reflecting on recently was the idea of how many times in any given day or on a podcast episode or in an interaction with a client that I might have where I talk about helping people find their moments of happy. You know, the other day I shared a story, I think a couple episodes back, around the idea that I had like a best day ever because three songs of mine that I really love and have fun with were played on the radio, you know, right in a row, back to back to back, and how that made me so happy. I had talked in my Facebook group maybe sometime last month about how one of my favorite books on the planet is this little tiny kind of gift book or coffee table book if you will, called, you know, 14,000 or 140,000. I forget what the number is, but like 14,000 things to be happy about. And I shared with the Facebook group community how um, it was my favorite thing was to add my own examples of things to be happy about in the margins. So things like when the mail would come early, remember, like, you know, we're going back to before email days or, you know, when uh, you get a voice message when you come home. It's so funny how many of the things that used to make me happy have like gone away because of technology. But I've always talked to people about finding the moments of happy, that that's how we, you know, we build happier lives and we build businesses that make us more satisfied, that we look for and we find the good. Um, on my own personal profile page, I'm constantly being the one who sort of channels my, my inner Mr. Rogers and I tell people to look for the helpers and I share the positive news stories and all the warm fuzzies to kind of bring these moments of happiness and positivity to people's lives. I still do all of that and believe all of that. But I've been having some thoughts that go in direct contradiction to some of the things I have been preaching 
the entire time. I just came back from my first trip back east a couple of days ago. I was sharing that with you yesterday on the show. I've been talking to people about what it was like to go home again, what it was like, especially because leaving and moving was so hard. Those of you who followed the journey know that I called it being gutted and it felt like severing an artery. And it was so good to go back home. And this whole trip was really built. It was just me going back. My husband stayed here in California and he had to work for the week. But I really built the week seeing the people that I missed, mostly the kids in my life. Because when you do lifelong distance, it's pretty easy to keep in touch with adults with all of the technology we have. But it's harder to stay in touch with kids. They don't want to just talk on FaceTime. They just want to play with you. They want to know why you're not on the playground and why you can't just swing them higher from 3,000 miles away. So I really went home to spend time with my kids and I got the girlfriend time in and I was able to plan it perfectly so that I could be home for my dad's birthday. It was just, I, you know, I checked, it was a week that checked off all the boxes, right? I got away from work for a while. I got to see all my favorite people. And then I was on the plane on the way back. And I was thinking about how unexpected my happiness in California is. I had this incredible kind of plane ride um, that I'm gonna I'm gonna put the link for the um, the video in the show notes so you guys can see it too. But on the way back, I had a window seat, and we happened to be flying by um, a thunderstorm that was happening. But at the same time, just a little further off, the sunset was also the sun was also setting. So we had storm and sunset, and it was this perfect sort of moment of holding both of rec and that's something I talk about on the show all the time right the idea that we have to hold the bitter with the sweet the good with the hard the easy with the struggle that we can't just go kumbaya and only focus on the good because that doesn't feel genuine but we also can't just pay attention to the storms and as I was thinking about how surprised I was with how happy I am in California, I kind of had an aha moment that came into more, I guess, clarity. I don't think clarity is the right word for it, but I definitely like it was like a bop on the head because I just had days in a row of magic days with my people back east. I got to play with my kids. I got to have ice cream off an ice cream truck. I got to splash in some water. I got to hear little kid laughters and push on swings and do bedtime snuggles and bedtime stories. I got like a 10 hour day with, you know, my girlfriend, just like the best kind of days ever. They were magic days. And one of the things I realized is that Anytime I saw those people when I was living back east, anytime I got to spend time with my girlfriends and see my kids and all of that, they always felt like magic days. They always felt amazing and special and filled me with gratitude and just, you know, just made my soul happy. That's always been true. So it's not a surprise to me that I had a week of magic days. 
But what I realized in the trip back and kind of honoring that weird, sentimental, bittersweet mood I was in as I was sort of moving further away from family and friends and heading back to my life in California is that my regular everyday life days, the everyday, like getting up, going to work, doing the errands, grocery shopping, you know, seeing friends at a barbecue or whatever, my my regular everyday back east didn't really ever light me up. It didn't make me happy. It didn't, you know, it didn't feel like anything special. It kind of had a so what factor to it. It was never all bad, but it was never all good. It was just kind of there. And then I had these amazing days with my friends and my family and it suddenly would be better. So when I think about being gutted and when I think about my heart breaking at moving away from everybody, the first thing that comes to mind is that I just didn't think I could be happy without those magic days in my life regularly. That was the story I had created. But what I've come to see and come to realize in all of the surprise I hold about California is that my regular everyday life here on the West Coast is filled with moments of happy. The sort of laid-back culture of people, um, it just suits my style. People are more in a good mood. There's less aggressive drivers. Um, you know, the idea of mass holes, it's a real thing. But there's just not as much grumpiness here. And the quality of my life and just the casual social interactions I have with people when I'm in line getting coffee or just moving through the world or passing someone on the beach or something, people are just more relaxed and the culture suits my style and way I move through the world um, in a way that I had never anticipated. When you add to it that the universal design for my husband's wheelchair is just simply way more on point, that there's more outdoor activities he and I can do because things are just more universally accessible for him. It just keeps getting better. So the regular every day is better to the point where when I was writing about this on the Facebook post, and I'm going to share the link for that post in um, the show notes again, but I said, my husband and I are happier than we've ever been since before he got hurt, going back to 2005 when he had his spinal cord injury. Now, we don't have any friends here, in all honesty, that we don't pay. <laughs> um, he, My husband's made some, you know, work colleague kind of relationships, but I work from home. I have an online business. So all my friends, you know, from the online work world kind of came with me cross country. Um, and I have the people who have helped us with the house and the different services we've need, but I haven't like met somebody yet where I'm like, I think you're going to be my next, you know, my first California friend. I haven't had any magic days here. Um, honestly, if I'm going to be like totally honest, the first magic day I've had in a really long time was back east with my people and my kids. So this happiness thing, how did I get happier than I've ever been since the worst thing that could possibly have happened in 2005 happened? How do we get there? Because the choice I made to move cross country improved the regular everyday status of my life. I think what a lot of people do 
because they're so terrified of that really big change, the really big, scary, break your heart, go big or go home moment, is they try to find their happiness when the mail comes early or when their songs are playing on the radio, or, you know, they get chocolate for dessert, or they have a glass of wine, that they use those isolated moments to convince themselves they're happy, rather than looking at what are the changes you need to make to improve the quality of your regular everyday. If your regular everyday could make you happier than it does now, what would that look like? What would you do differently? And what do you need to change in order to make that happen? I've never really thought about happiness like this. Um, I honestly, I've always, always defended my, um, my happy, not defended, that's the wrong word. I've always defined my happiness as the quality of my relationships and make no bones about it. My people have shown up for me in spades and they've kept in touch with me and my best girlfriends and I, we chat every day via text message or we talk on the phone once or twice a week. So if that weren't true and I didn't have that in my life, you wouldn't be hearing me say that I'm happier in California. Absolutely, positively, I've been doing the work to stay present with the people who really matter to me, beginning, middle, and end. It's not just, you know, the sunshine and the beaches. It's also showing up for people and not letting distance get in the way. But I never thought that that you know, that picture of happiness and the value I put on relationships could exist other than inside the box that I had sort of predetermined it to be in before I moved. And suddenly when I'm looking at my life and realizing how in some ways so much has changed, but in other ways how like very little has changed, what is different? What has moved the needle to get me to be happier than I've ever been since before my husband was hit by a bus in 2005 and our lives were irrevocably changed. How does that happen? Because my regular everyday is easier. I, I don't, I didn't know that at the time. You all followed my journey in real time and you know that this wasn't the stuff I was spouting out and this isn't how I was looking at the move. I never at any point in time said the quality of my life and the way I spend my days is going to be so better. Once I get past the goodbyes, I know I'm going to be fine. Like Those words never uttered my mouth. But hindsight 2020, how do you get here? Maybe you can't do it in small steps. Maybe you can't do it in an afternoon stop for ice cream. Those things are really important. We have to create mile markers. We have to create the symbols. We have to be present and find the joy and look for the joy and find the happy and embrace it. And all of that is still true. And I am in no way, shape or form abandoning that thought. But big picture happiness, um, life happiness, daily happiness, I, I think we need something more. I think we need to do more. I think we need to ask more, search more, risk more. We have to change. We have to lean in to the life we really want and go for it without knowing how it's going to turn out, maybe even imagining that it's going to turn out horribly and being willing to be presently 
you know, pleasantly surprised. Um, this isn't a podcast episode I ever thought I'd say. I, if somebody had told me when I was moving that someday I would like be able to put this all together, I would have told you you were on crack and where to go and how to get there. But again, I looking back and seeing the comparison of where life used to be and where life is now, how I used to feel and how I feel now, I went big. I had to look at the big picture of my life, and that was the difference maker. I didn't do it mindfully. I didn't do it intentionally, um, but it's an unexpected gift that it happened anyway. Um, so what could happen if you did it mindfully? And what would happen if you did it intentionally? How could your life be different if you worked to prioritize your satisfaction and your contentment in your regular everyday? Just putting that question out there. I would love to hear what this discussion makes you think, what questions come up for you, um, what inspires you, where you go, yeah, Heather, but um, if you have thoughts or opinions on this, definitely send them my way over at heather at choose to have it all.com. I would love to continue the conversation with you. Um, but until then, here's to choosing happiness. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.